And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. News Talk 910. You got legal problems. I got legal answers. All kinds of legal answers. Three to four live. All you got to do is call it in. We love the stories. I don't care. Criminal law, drunk driving, somebody suing you, civil litigation, your boss caught you stealing money. You want to sue your partner, your neighbor. Hmm. Bankruptcy. Any kind of a problem you got, criminal law, whatever it is. I've been a lawyer a long time. David Brown's doing research for me. He's been a lawyer a long time. We got it covered. Really, don't worry. If we don't know the answer, you're not getting on anyway. But we know the answer. Call it in right now, 866-536-1000. This is live. It's local talk radio. Law talk, you got problems. We love the stories. Legal talk, 866-536-1000. Keith in Santa Clara. Len Tillum, Keith, how come you're calling a lawyer? Uh, hello, Mr. Tillum. Uh, I was cited as a passenger for not wearing a seatbelt mm -hmm. the Cupertino sheriff. Um, and I'm going to court in a couple days. And the sheriff's car, which I'm told has a video recorder in it, was pointed straight at me when he says I didn't have my seatbelt on. And I'm pretty sure I had my seatbelt on the whole time. No, no, well, wait I'm a second. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into it, the cop, you're the passenger, right? Correct. The cop pulls you over, the driver over for some reason. He looks in the car. Either you got your seatbelt on or not. What's, what's the big deal here? Did you have it on or not? I had it on the whole time, I'm pretty sure. What do you mean, pretty sure? The cop looks at you and says, I'm giving you a ticket for no seatbelt. Well, by, by the time you... he pulled me over, I had my seatbelt on. He tells me he saw me put my seatbelt on. Well, wait a minute. You know, this is like a kid lying to his parents. I think I did. Either you know, did you have it on or not? I believe I had my seatbelt on. No, no. If you get in court and you say, I believe I had yeah, it on, I'm you got to say, I know I had it on. What's this belief crap? Uh... I remember putting my seatbelt on. The driver of the car is pretty sure I had my seatbelt on. But until the police pulled us over, I'm not going to say I'd given it a huge amount of thought. But I've driven in cars for 30 years. When I get in a car, I put the seatbelt on. Me too. Okay. So this cop said he saw you without a seatbelt and you clipped it on when he was coming over to write the ticket. Did the now driver... Says, yeah, what does he, he say? Says he, he says we looked over, saw the deputy... And then I quick put my seatbelt on. And then a couple minutes later, he pulled a U-turn and caught up to us and pulled us over. And okay. And told me that I didn't have my seatbelt on. And you want to fight this ticket? I just want to know if it's possible. Okay. First of all, let me tell you something. And this is just having been a lawyer 30 years. If you're going to go into court and you say, I believe I had my seatbelt on, here's what the judge is going to conclude. You're lying. The judge is going to say right away, this guy's full of you-know-what, and he wasn't wearing his seatbelt. So if you're going to say, I believe, you're going to lose. I'm telling you right now, because what they expect you to say is, I had my seatbelt on, I swear to God, and I knew it. But anyway, you want to fight this ticket, right? Right, and I want to find out how I get a copy of the video that the, that the deputy's car was supposedly recording. And I contacted the sheriff. They told me that... They probably have that video. They can't tell me unless I have a subpoena. Okay, you ha need a subpoena ducis tecum. That's S-U-P-O-E-N-A ducis, D-U-C-E-S-T-E-C-U-M. Subpoena ducis tecum. It's pronounced right. like D-U-P. subpoena S-U-P. Subpoena S-U-B-P-O-E-N-A ducis, D-U-C-E-S, 
Tecum, T-E-C-U-M. Right. California okay. civil subpoena is what it's called? Yeah, it's called a subpoena. That's that, the form. I pulled that form off. I just wasn't sure okay. which subpoena. That's a subpoena for the production of documents. The form, I can give you the Judicial Council form, is Judicial Council form CR-125. And you can download that Judicial Council form CR-125 uh, at, calif- at courts.ca.gov. Courts.ca. Fill out the form. File it with the traffic court clerk. Then the form has to be served on the custodian of records, namely the office where the sheriff who is who handles these videos. You cannot serve it yourself. You have to have somebody else do it, and personal service is required. You can't be the plaintiff or the defendant in a lawsuit, the party to the lawsuit, and serve the subpoena. You've got to get somebody else to do it. Okay, but one of my friends can do it. I don't have to pay you. So I don't right. have to pay you. Once the subpoena is served, you have to file a proof of service with the court clerk, which is printed on page two of the subpoena. You have to serve the subpoena at least 10 days ahead of time. And they may say it's onerous to produce, and they may not do it. You may not get it. And here's what's going to happen, I think. The quality of the video isn't going to be good enough for you to prove anything one way or the other. And the judge will rely on the deputy sheriff's testimony as opposed to your wishy-washy, I believe, testimony and convict you. The fine's 130 bucks. It's probably going to be 400 bucks with the county, you know, assessments put in there. This is no points on your record. You were the pass on your driver's license. Are you a retired guy? Uh, no. You just want to fight it for the principal. I also think, how it works. okay, I think it's possible that they may come into court with a, you know, like a DVD, a disc. They're not going to bring in all the equipment. So you better have equipment in court, maybe a laptop or some way to play that in court. You got it? Okay. You know, you, know, you might say... Or they just bring it to court... They're the supposed to bring it to court. It depends on what you say on the subpoena. Duke is take them. You know, what you might do is fill out the subpoena, get it served, and call up that sheriff and say, look, I've got the subpoena to you, because without the subpoena, he won't even talk to you. How about if I just come down and look at the video? And if the video is not clear, you follow me, that you don't have a seatbelt on, you know, because you can't see it, forget about it. Do, yeah, do you know? if, and if, if I see the video and I'm not wearing my seatbelt, I'll change my plea to guilty. Right. I, I don't think it's going to be visible either way. But let me know what happens. I, I mean, you're fighting on the principle of it. Don't hire a lawyer because it'll cost you a fortune. And... um only if the if the cop camera clearly shows that you're wearing the seatbelt, uh, will you be? I'm going to teach you something. Let me. It's called horse shatting. I'm not saying a dirty word. Don't block this. You ready, Raymond? Horse shatting. S H A D D I N G. It means the same thing. When a lawyer horse shads a witness, a lawyer can't tell you to lie on the stand, but a lawyer says to witness, if you say I believe, everybody's going to think you're a liar. So if you know, it would be better if you could say you know if that's the truth. So. I just horse-shattered you. You know what I'm talking about, Keith? I do. There you go. All right. Let me know what happens, okay? I, I will. And one, one last thing. Yes. Uh, I called you a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, with a different issue where our homeowners association has been overbilled by the city for water. Yeah. For the past 20 years. And uh-huh. that's what we could do. And you said, well, file a claim against the city. Maybe you'll get a couple years back. Uh, we eventually went. We filed a claim against the city. City Council asked to talk to us. We went to a City Council meeting. They directed staff to work with us, and they credited us back twenty-five k worth of water bills. There you go. Way to go. How much of a bill did I send you? 
I believe you sent me nothing. Nothing. Not I believe, you dope. I know you sent me <laughs> you. No, there you go. Thank you, Keith. Thank you very much. All right. Right. Call it in. I'm the lawyer. That's a story. 866-536-1000. We got open lines. I would love to hear from you. Chris in Stockton, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Chris? Hey, Len, how you doing today? Hey, Chris, what's uh, going on? Uh, well, um, my uh, I'm living with my girlfriend right now, who I've been with for five years. We've been living together for about five months, and um, and I've been hearing from my coworkers that if if she lives with me for a certain amount of years that she'll be entitled to half of everything I own if we were to break up. You mean she'd be your common-law wife, something like that? Yeah. No. There's no such thing as common-law marriage in California. And all these dumb ladies out there who've been shacking up with some guy for 20 years, and he gets bored, or he wants a newer, younger, newer, better, younger thing, and he looks at you and says, get out. You ain't got nothing. You don't have half the house. If you were married, long-term marriage, you'd be entitled to something. There is no such thing, ladies and gentlemen, in California as common-law marriage. It does not matter how long you live together. There ain't no community property. Um, there's a thing called palimony, like Lee Marvin. She could claim some kind of contract. This is palimony. She could say, you said to her, oh, darling, I love you so much. And if you live with me, I promise I'll support you for the rest of your life. That's like a promise. But it's hard to prove. And it costs a lot of money. And don't worry about it. You know. So uh, how come you're not getting married, Chris? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm only 23. So oh, okay. I'm too young to be getting married. So is she, uh, she how old is she? She's 21. And you young, fertile things, you know what birth control is, don't you? Of course. Of well, course I do. if you practice birth control, both of you, and you're happy with it, and you don't have kids, you don't have to get married. If you have kids, it changes it. But uh, if you don't have kids and you practice birth control, goodbye and good luck. Don't worry about it, okay? Okay. Thank you a lot. I appreciate it. You're welcome. 866-536-1000. You got legal problems? I got legal answers. Lena. In Gilroy, Len Tillum, Lena, how come you're calling a lawyer? Well, I'm calling because I live in the Santa Cruz Mountains outside of Gilroy next to a Buddhist monastery. Mm -hmm. Every year they have they celebrate Chinese New Year. We're on a one-lane road. They have 150 parking spaces, and every year they exceed the amount of cars that they should get. And it's since we're on a one-lane road, it's just gridlocked. And we, would be, we couldn't get an ambulance through if we wanted to. So so you, what, what are you going to do? Stop the Chinese New Year? I, what do you want to do? I want to I have their use permit revoked for that event. Oh, my God. I got it. Did you ever watch Dick Clark at Times Square on New Year's Eve? <laughs> yes. There are a hell of a lot of people inconvenienced on New Year's Eve every year. The same thing happens whenever there's a parade. You're not going to shut them down. I mean... You could complain to the county, and maybe the county will work with the monastery to get them better organized, maybe set up some off-site parking or have volunteers help direct traffic. I mean, that's the way to make it work. You're not going to get away their, take away their use permit. I, I mean, you know, it's a religious holiday. My God. Let me ask you, if it was a Catholic church or a Jewish shul, you know, a temple, 
you think the county would listen to you just because they're Buddhists? It, it doesn't matter. Leave them alone, you know. Work it out. Have you spoken to the head lama there? Do you know his name? Oh, yeah, we have it, it numerous times. And, and have you said, oh, it's a dangerous thing, right? Yes. And what yes. do they say? They just say, oh, we're sorry, and they smile and wave and walk away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happens. I mean, they have a big party. People get inconvenienced. How often do they do this? Once a year, twice a year? This particular event is once a year. It's supposed to be two days long, but so far it's been three days this weekend. I mean, how many times a year do they block the roads? This one time every year. Count your blessings. Up here in Sonoma County, I live near wineries. And I'm telling you, some of them have weddings every other weekend. It makes us crazy. There's nothing you can do, really. Don't start hiring lawyers. You might talk to the county and the planning department, you know, okay. and, and see what they do and maybe get them some off-site parking or something. But uh, maybe they can get volunteers to direct traffic. But um, they got a lot of people living there? No. Well, then they don't have that many votes. Go talk to your supervisor, you know. Okay. Uh, All right. county supervisor? Yes, you got a county supervisor. Unless, is this in the town or city of Gilroy, or is it the county? Actually, we, we live on the county line, so they're in Santa Cruz County in Watsonville, and we're in Gilroy. Well, I would go yeah. talk to the people who have authority over them. Got it? But okay. I gently, and you're not going to stop the Chinese New Year. You just want to, you know, alleviate the problem, okay? Well, I just want to be able to get an ambulance through if I have to. Don't have a heart attack that day. That's another bit of advice. <laughs> really. Okay. Meditate a little like they do. You won't be so nervous about it. William in Oakland. Talk to me, William. You're on the air. How come you're calling a lawyer? Okay, I have a son that got in trouble a couple years ago. And uh, after they got done with his case, he ended up in the group home. And uh, uh, some reason, you know... Uh, Alameda County have to pay so much money. So what they do now is some kind of law came out that when your child on the 18 get in trouble, they bill you. So oh, yeah, wait, but they bill you if you got the money. How much do they want for locking your son up? Uh, they're trying to get $7,000 out of me. Well. They've garnishing money out of my check. So they tell me that from what I've been comprehending, I have no rights. I mean, that's just the way the law is. Yeah, there is a law that says you're responsible for that, but they can put you on a payment plan, or if you're broke or times are tough, maybe you can work something out. Was your son, here's the law, the law is clear. If a mine is incarcerated or goes to one of those youth boot, boot camps, they can bill the parents. That The law is clear on that, but maybe they can work something out with you. How much are they taking out of your paycheck each month? Uh, $610. How much do you make a month after taxes? Uh, maybe 23, 20, 24. God, maybe you can drop it down to 300. Are you supporting a wife and kids and other things like that? No, I'm not, but I, 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 I submitted a lot of paperwork about how, what, what's going out, what's coming in, and what I got left, and which is not much. They overlooked that and still told me this is what you're able to pay. Yeah. So that's- in other words, this is what you pay. I'll make it work. And so uh, I was thinking, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, I don't know about that law. I mean, this kid that I was raising, he's 18 now. No, no, but he was a minor when he was locked up. It doesn't matter that he's 18. And and you're the father on the birth certificate, right? Yes. 
I, I'm not denying that. I did everything in my power to try to raise this kid and keep him out of trouble. And, you know, when a kid make up their mind and they want to go get into some stuff, they go do it. I, I agree with you. Look, it, William, it's not your fault. Sometimes these kids go berserk. There's nothing you can do about it. And you did everything right. And they still come after you. What about his mother? Does she have any money? Well, they have, they're coming after her, too. Is she get? She makes a little bit more money than I do. So they, are they taking some money out of her check, too? Not yet, but they are. They, I, they're about to. Yeah, well. They already went through my procedures. Now they went after her. Right, because if they want seven grand and she does 35 and you do 35, it's not as bad as if you do all seven grand. It is. It's 15 grand is what it is. Oh, and they want seven from you. Yes. That burns your ass, doesn't it? That's a lot of money. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And times are tough. The kid was doing doing fine, and now I just found out that he's back in jail. Yeah, yeah, but he's 18. You're not responsible. Uh, they also told me that I am responsible up to he's 19 as long as he's trying to do something with his life, like trying to go to school or... No, no, no. You're not responsible till 19. Uh, Wait a minute. David's going to look. David, what's the story on that? It's it's eighteen is your majority. I'm gonna. You know what, William? I want to check that out a little. You got? Do you got a site or did they tell you what's this nineteen crap? The kid's eighteen. You stay on the line. I want to check this out for you. Okay, don't hang up. We'll do some research. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're gonna figure this out. They can hit you till a kid is nineteen. I don't know about that. I thought eighteen. You know, you can go in the army. You can vote. That should be enough. We're gonna find out. We got lots more coming at you. Len Tillum, News Talk nine ten. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. 866-536-1000 if you've got legal problems. I want to go back to William. William in Oakland, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, William's son got in trouble as a juvenile a few years ago. They incarcerated him, probably a juvenile detention, and they're hitting him with $7,000 in incarceration fees. And we said if your kid's a juvenile under 18 and he gets locked up, they're going to hit you with the bill, and, and they're going after his mother for another $7,000. Right, William? Right. Okay. And then William says to me at the end of the call, he says, he got in trouble again, and, and your son's over 18 now, right? Yes, he is. And they told you he could. you're going to be charged for those bills, too, if he's locked up? Yeah, I was told that as long as he's trying to go to school and do something with his life, I'm still responsible for for him up to he's 19. Wait, here's the thing. If he was sentenced as a juvenile and they've got him on probation or he goes to the California Youth Authority, they can keep him till he's 21. And if he's in the California Youth Authority or if they've got him locked up because of a prior probation, you know what I mean? Like he was on parole or probation from when he was a minor, maybe they can hit you for that. But if he commits a new crime after he's 18, whether he's in college or not, something he does after he's 18, you're not responsible. Don't worry about what they're telling you. You got it? That's good to hear. All right. Thank you. I wish him the best, though, because it looks like he's going to spend a lot of time of his life in prison, and who the hell needs that? You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Thank you, William. 866-536-1000. Um, Atris in Morgan Hill. Len, tell him, Atris, why are you calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. I'm a long-time listener and third-time caller. Okay. I live on a a property in Morgan Hill. Uh, It's a rented house, and there are two houses on this property. My first biggest problem is that the septic system has utterly failed, and there's raw sewage that is running down my lawn and down my driveway, and it's 
been that way for over 10 months, and my landlord will not fix it. Now, now w- says, wait a oh, second. That's serious because there's that fecal matter has all this coliform bacteria. I mean, you can get really ill from that stuff. And he, yeah, and, and I have not. So, you know, you live in Morgan Hill. Morgan Hill isn't in the third world last time I checked, you know. Um, so, how come so, you've lived there for 10 months with sewage coming out of the property? Because I have not been able to afford to move, and because I was promised several times that you would take care of it. And well, I believed him. I think I would go to the Board of Health in the county. They will red tag him right away and get it fixed right away. Okay, if you can't move, you go to the Board of Health immediately. You got that? And then look around for lawyers who do represent landlords. What county is Morgan Hill in? It's in Santa Clara County, sir. All right. Look in Santa Clara County, probably in San Jose, for lawyers who do landlord-tenant work in the yellow pages or online, and they represent tenants. Having sewage for 10 months is really – you can sue them for that. That's outrageous. If you can't break your lease – you know what I mean? By the way, here, listen to me. I got it. David looked it up. Here's how you rat out your landlord. It's the Santa Clara County Department of Environmental Health. You want the phone number? Yes, sir. 408-918-3400. 408-918-3400. I guarantee. All right? Okay. okay. What other problems you have? David said something about PG&E. Tell me about that with that dog of a landlord. Well, because this house has two properties, or this property only has, has two houses, there's one electrical meter. Mm-hmm. The, land, the electric bill is in the landlord's name. And okay. what his agreement with us was is that he would bring us the bill every month, and we'd pay half of it. Well, five months went by, and he didn't bring us a bill. And we kept talking to him and asking for him, you know, hey, where's this bill? Hey, where's this bill? And he never brought it to us. Well, now he's come to me with a bill for $1,500, and he wants to be paid. You know, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, you can pay me like four hundred dollars a chunk every month, but you know, it's this huge, huge. You don't have it. You say, if I had it, you know, you didn't give me the bill. You know, it was his job to split it. It's his fault. You know. Now, now he has to pay a deposit to PG&E, and he doesn't want to do that. So he wants me to take the bill on in my name. Absolutely not. Are you crazy? Then, if your neighbor doesn't pay it, if the other guy doesn't pay it, you're stuck. You're not taking that on. That's his responsibility. You got that? Listen to me. You have a lunatic for a landlord. You know, this guy's like a Nazi concentration camp guard, one of these cheap dog bastards. Call the Department of Health and go into the yellow pages and find lawyers who represent tenants. You find a lawyer who can sue him, you can get a nice judgment against him. You got it? Yes, sir. All right. Good luck to you. Okay. Report into the county immediately. I will, sir. Okay. Good. See? It's not good to be broke. When you're broke, you're stuck in places like this. Ain't that the truth? And it's better to be the landlord than the tenant, and it's better to have a few bucks in your pocket than not, right? You knew that. Mark in Oakland. Len Tiller, Mark, why are you calling a lawyer? I, I, I need to... Uh, my sister uh, passed away in, in September at Highland Hospital, they gave her a liver biopsy when she was on blood thinners, and she bled out. So I, I got a lawyer, and he tells me that since it's Highland Hospital, I can only we can only sue for two hundred fifty thousand. 
But no, no, let me explain. It's not the hospital. When you see doctors or hospitals, the law is for medical malpractice. And you're saying yeah. the reason she bled out was she was on blood thinners, right? And they do exactly. a liver biopsy and they shouldn't have. So right. you can only sue for $250,000 in non-monetary damages. I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. But for malpractice, you can only sue the doctors for $250,000. If she couldn't work or she would have earned other money, you can sue for that too. But when you sue doctors or hospitals for medical malpractice, the maximum you can sue for is 250000 But that's still a case. I mean, your sister, she died at 59. Did she have cancer or other problems or not? Nope. And they, well, thought, they thought she did, but she didn't. Okay, so you, you've got a lawyer who does medical malpractice. Are you telling me he doesn't want the case, or you want to get more money? No, I'm, not, I'm telling you, we don't have the money to pay for an expert witness to evaluate all this so we can go to court. I got it. Okay, here's the thing. Jim Gagan, if he thinks it's a good case, he I work with him. We, we do a bunch of these. If Jim Gagan yeah. feels he's a super lawyer... If he thinks it's a good case, he'll advance. Lawyers do that. They'll advance the money for the expert witness. It could be two, three, four, five thousand dollars. Depends what he thinks about the case. But right. why don't we get your name and number? We'll have Jim's office give you a call. And very much appreciated. All right, you couldn't get a better lawyer than that anyway. I mean, he's a super lawyer. He's been voted that way. He's tried cases. So Jim Gagan, David, get Mark's information. I'm going to put him on hold, and we're going to see. Okay, hang on, Mark. All right. I don't know I if it's a case or not. But yeah, um, right. your sister was in good health. Uh, why was she on yeah. blood thinners? Because she had a blood clot in her leg. But she died from doing the liver biopsy because they couldn't stop the bleeding, right? Exactly. All right. Hold on, will you, Mark? David's going to talk okay. to you. David, get a hold of Mark and see what you can do there. We're going to be back with lots more. you got legal problems. i got legal answers. 866-536-1000. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. We got plenty of calls. Really, gets close to 4 o'clock, you're not getting through. 866-536-1000. Write it down. Call it 5 to 3. Helps us get the juicy calls up. Leela. Leah. Is it, is it Leah? It's Leah. Leah. Len Tillum, Leah, how come you're calling a lawyer? I'm calling because my niece's husband just got a new job with a company, a trucking company in Solano County, and they told him because he is an agricultural uh, driver, like driving to wineries and different places like that, that even though he may work a 40-hour week and then work more hours over that, that he will not receive overtime. And yeah. I don't know if that's correct. There are certain professions that are exempt from overtime rules. Mm-hmm. You know, usually you work more than 40 hours. If you're not the boss or the manager, you get time and a half. Truck drivers whose hours are regulated by the Department of Transportation are exempt, and they don't get any overtime at all. Um, is your niece's husband a teamster? Is he in the union? Not that I know of. Because if he's in the union, uh, if you're in a union, any overtime is determined by the union contract. So here's the question. Is he as a truck driver, is he the kind of truck driver whose hours are regulated by the Federal Department of Transportation? And maybe it is, but you can call in San Francisco, there's a labor board. Why don't you call them and ask him, say he's an agricultural truck driver, 
Are those hours, write this down so you sound smart when you call them, you say, are those hours regulated by the Federal Department of Transportation? Okay, I will do that again. I did call them and leave a message, and they have not returned my phone. You might even check it online. Yeah, welcome okay. to California bureaucracies. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. You're quite welcome. Thank you. Let's say hello now to Bill. Bill in Gilroy. Len, tell him. How come you're calling a lawyer, Bill? Well, I've got a uh, situation here, and I need some advice. Okay. I was, uh, arrested three years ago for solicitation. I paid my dues. Solicitation I, of a prostitute? Yes, sir. Okay. Had to, just tell me the story. How'd they catch you? I love those stories. <laughs> tell me the story. They came out of nowhere. I think it was. Uh, I think I walked into a sting. Um, I think they had their eyes on a few. And this and, was a uh, female cop. No, 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 no. The the, the prostitute was uh, was legit, but yeah. they were watching her. And uh, as soon as I picked her up, and we left the scene, then uh, they they closed in on me. So did you? Did you plead guilty? Yeah, unfortunately, I did. Wait, wait a minute. Did you plead guilty? You told David you got it deferred. Like, uh, did well, you? No, I, I, I pled guilty. I got the uh, the the. You know, they gave me a citation. I had to appear. Yeah. I hired a lawyer. Um, they got the the whatever I had to do to pay it off. They got it reduced. I just had to do some my uh, community service, pay some fines. Did, did you get convicted of a misdemeanor or not, is the question. Um, as far as they told me, I was not... There was a misdemeanor on my record, but then a year later I paid the same lawyer and he exp- he had it expunged. Okay, so you, you got the misdemeanor expunged. Okay. Yes. Um, this shouldn't... And, and why are you calling me? Tell me again what the problem is. Well, I need to travel outside the country soon, and I'm just afraid that in... You know, going through security, that there might be something that comes up. Where, where are you planning on going? Uh, to the Philippines. Okay. Well, it's my wife. It, it, it might be a problem if you were going to Canada, because Canada and the United States share criminal history data. You know, people with a drunk driver try to go to Canada. They walk in there, and without permission or something, sometimes they're told no. Um, the Canadians know as much as the federal government does about your arrest. But we don't share this data with everybody, and I don't think the Republic of the Philippines has access to any of this information. Um, look, and it was also expunged. I wouldn't worry about it. I, I really wouldn't worry about it. And then in one year, I need to renew for my passport. Um, something like this shouldn't come up. No, 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 no. If they say, have you ever been convicted of a crime? When you're talking to the government, even though it's expunged, you say, yes, a misdemeanor, but it was expunged. You got it? And explain all that. Do you have those papers in that record? Do I what? Do you have the papers from the conviction and the expungement, the court date and when it was and all that stuff, the court number? Not on me, but I do have it, yeah. All right, you got that there. I think if you apply for a passport, they may ask you if you've been been convicted of a felony and you haven't. Okay, do you need a visa to go to the Philippines? Uh, just the passport. I don't think there's going to be a problem. You know, you could call the consulate, the Philippine consulate here. Don't have to give me a name. They've got one in San Francisco or L.A., I'm sure. And say, look, if I was convicted of a misdemeanor and it was expunged, will that be a problem in visiting the Philippines and see what they say? All right? Okay, now, now, if I do need to get a visa, is that does that change the issue? The visa would be better. If you get a visa and you apply for it, you do it here in California. 
and they check it. You know, if they give you a visa, they're going to say, come right in, you know. But I don't think it's a problem. Don't even worry about it, okay? All right. All right. And stay away from the hookers in the Philippines, too, my advice to you, you know? I've learned my lesson. Really? Really? Boy, that is a good way to learn your lesson. Okay. All right. You got legal problems? You know what else we do? We solve them through the emails. We take emails. Len at lentillum.com. Go to my webpage, lentillum.com. Send me emails. Trust and estates. Who gets your stuff when you die? Dynasty trusts, special needs trusts. The stuff we do, we answer all of those. Janice Downey was a lawyer on my show. She does divorce. She'll answer all your family law questions. Jim Gagan does personal injury. We got you covered. Shay Larkin in San Francisco, great bankruptcy lawyer, will answer bankruptcy questions. Len at LenTillum.com, and I read them on the air. Listen to this. If you get a court judgment, if you get sued in another state, and they say you owe $10,000, is it enforceable against you in California? Hey, John, you betcha. The creditor can come after you. The creditor has to take the sister state judgment, the judgment in another state, to the superior court in California, get it recognized. Um, you could object, but you're going to lose anyway. And uh, they can come and take your bank books away. That's for sure. Stick around. We got lots more. I'm going to say hello to Gil Gross, Len Tillum, News Talk 910.